Good evening and welcome to Speak As You're Moved. I'm here coming to you live with my fellow co-host, Derek Roebuck. Good evening. Joshua J. Jernigan. Buenos noches. And my brother, <laughs> Patrick Collins. Good evening, everyone. Good to see you all tonight, or actually good to hear from you all tonight. Um, we're a group of fathers, friends, and followers of Christ hoping to bring you uplifting fellowship and real-life conversation that glorifies Jesus Christ. Um, we're back on Christmas again tonight. The two topics we're going to try to cover is um, Christmas traditions that we may have. We can even talk about if we don't like them or if we do like them. Um, and then also favorite verses um, from the Christmas story or maybe a topic that's on your, your mind or your heart tonight. Um, you can share that as well. So either or. But other than that, neither you nor us know where this is going to go. So we're going to go and get started and speak as you're moved. Uh, Derek, you mind leading, off, leading us in a word of prayer? Mm-hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, thankful to tonight for the good day you gave us. Thankful for health and thankful for this season that we're in, Lord. We just pray that everything that we do tonight will be done to the honor of you, your name. And pray that um, everybody listening would be uplifted and maybe encouraged by these words, Lord, or if nothing else, give them something to think about in the coming weeks, Lord. We just pray that you would be in this radio show, be with us as we as we talk and as we read, Lord. We just pray that everything will be done in line with your will. Just be with us, God, God, and direct us. Amen. Amen, guys. Amen. 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 Well, um, so, I'm going to keep on the Christmas topic, I guess, for tonight as far as the icebreaker goes. And All right. None of y'all know. So, I think last week we did movies. It was Christmas movies. This week, I'm yeah. going to do Christmas songs. Ooh. So I'm, gonna, I'm saying Christmas song because there might be a hymn, you know, from the 1800s that you like. Or there might be a contemporary Christian song out there or whatever that you may like. Or you might like Frosty Snowman more than anything else. Um, I don't but know. you have to sing it so like, we'll know what song you're talking about. Right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're going for entertainment value here, Matt. I mean, true. it's not all just about just the bland, <laughs> you know. I'm not sure that me singing would be the best form mm. of entertainment. <laughs> I, it, I, I, think it I, think, I think it really <laughs> would, though, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> We're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. Yeah. With it's more you, of a ge- yes. it was more of a gesture and a chord type entertainment. I think. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where that's where I want to go tonight for a little bit of icebreaker. Um, so any of y'all can jump in well, and, and give me your song. Him I'll kick it him. off. I'll right. kick it off because I don't have to think about it. Without question, my favorite. Christmas Carol. I'm gonna guess in my mind. All right, go ahead and guess. What do you L- think it's gonna be? Little Drummer Boy. Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> Absolutely. You serious, I Clark? Love, I love that. Song. <laughs> he said, "You serious?" <laughs> <laughs> the the the, the words that aren't even words. Like, do what? I don't want to bring you? Let me bang on the drum. Like, I mean, it's gonna make the baby cry. It's, it's all honesty. I mean. So I mean, if you look at if you look at the song as an analogy 
for your life. It is the most beautiful <laughs> song. I can quote the lyrics, but I'll pull them up. Or sing them. So yeah. I, I, I can <laughs> sing it, but and it's so it talks about you know come a newborn king to see our finest gifts uh-huh. we bring to lay before the king so to honor him. But then it goes on. It says, "I have a poor boy. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give our king." And in the end, it talks about, you know, I'll play my drum for him. I played my best for him. Then he smiled at me. And if you look at it, which I think this is what the writer had in mind. If you look at it, how that we're all just little drummers and we're doing our best to play, you know, play our song and live for Christ. And at the end of the day, we can't, um, you know, we have nothing to bring, but we bring what we have. And all he had was was his drum. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a moving song. I really I, like it. So I do I'm like the analogy. Right. I like the analogy. And I don't mean to fully hate on the song. I, I, I go <laughs> the completely part. opposite direction on that song. But I do the analogy rings true. Okay. And that, that, that is very true. My, my, my descent with the, with the song is it's a little – I mean, and there's funny songs, but it's like a serious song. But then it says the ox and lamb kept time, and I'm like, did they? Like, did they keep? Did they really <laughs> keep time? It's like I've seen oxen and and lamb, and then the the onomatopoeia with the. Well, I mean, like we we know what sound the drum makes, you know. I mean, it, it ties it together, and the message is true. And I, I like the analogy. Okay, not all hate. I don't even know who wrote who wrote. It's uh, classical music composer Catherine Davis in 1941. Have you heard? So. Have you heard the like the king? Is it for King and Country? Is that how they say it? I think it is. Uh, I have, and they do is, a rendition uh, of it. They, they like... do a really good job with it, and especially if you're like looking to work out, it gets you <laughs> jacked up pretty quick. <laughs> so, so um, the, but the working out in Christmas, they don't really go together. Well, it's well, just the song is really like Christmas they every, take it every, a different direction. All year, Eric. It's probably not my favorite version, but it's a good one. One of the things I read on said um, drummer boy said it, it basically takes something very serious and then just adds like the noise the drum makes in the middle. They said, and this is kind of funny. He said, "I can just be thankful no one else came with this idea. One can imagine some of the most poignant words in history being utterly ruined by this sort of thing. That's one small step for man." Pum 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 pum. One giant leap for mankind. Pum pum pum. Or ask not what your country can do for you. Pum 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 pum. But what you can do with your country. Mister Gorbachev. Pum 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 pum. Tear down this wall. Pum 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 pum. Where is he finding this stuff? Four score and seven years ago. Pum 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 pum. Our fathers fought for this. I enjoyed that imagery. Sorry. Uh, but the, it it does have good message of bringing whatever you have to Christ. I, I agree. It was just they they don't like the juxtaposition between the two. It's just, but, just not frosty. It's all he had was his drum. He didn't have anything else. Pum. I suppose yeah. if he had something else, he would have brought it. Yeah. So. so, but that's my favorite. I've always I've always liked that song, and um, it's. Uh, it's a good one, but unfortunately, not one will ever sing in church. <laughs> well, it says, all right, the thing to the lyrics, of course, like, 
came out of the 1950s where Rudolph the Red the Reindeer, Frosty Snowman, Holly Jolly Christmas, Jingle Bell Rock. It is without a doubt the most serious of these songs. By which I mean that it's the only one that's really serious at all. And it's so serious, so sincere, so reverent, which is why I have no idea what all the pa-rum-pum-pum-pum are doing in there. <laughs> it's because he's the drummer boy. I, I, yeah, I get that. <laughs> so, um, but no, it's a, um, I know he, he does not like for drum, the drummer boy. No, I, have, I, I love the, I, I love the imagery. He's got a glass and, half full. Yeah. <laughs> There is no um, analogy there with our lives. Yeah, but it's, you it's can't. On point. You can. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Maybe there's somebody somewhere who's musically talented who could, you know, act the drum and just adapt the the words so it could be sung. But it's um, it's just probably not possible. So I think but, it would change the song. Like if you just took that out, like it wouldn't. I know it doesn't make sense. You gotta have the you gotta have drum there. So, but I enjoy singing it with Becca. I sing the lines, and then Becca does the drum part, and she has a blast. So we do you did we ever sing it in like like um, kids programs? I've never heard it sung ever. Um, So, like I've never heard it sung in church. I've never heard it sung in kids programs. Um, Um. I know a lot of people picked it up though. Like you mentioned, King of Country, Pentatonix does does a does their own rendition of it, and they do a great job. Um, I mean, a bunch of people, a bunch of famous people have picked it up, and and the, and um, it's. I mean, but I've never heard it, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you could do it the way we worship acapella. It'd be ridiculous. Yeah, the Pentatonix so, are acapella group, aren't they? Or are they you wrong? could do it like on a on a Christmas carol outing, you know, we, we, before COVID, we would go around to the shut-ins and stuff like that. That would be, that'd be pretty fun to, to play with. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. it's kind of a somber song. So you'd have to, I mean, it could be done, but I don't know. I, I don't know if we could do it just like in our form of worship. It probably wouldn't fit. Right. So, um, there's just no way it has, it takes too long to develop. Yeah. It, it works better more of a poem honestly than it does a song in my opinion but anyway i really love it it's it's just uh i don't know it's a good it's a good analogy and it's a good imagery talk about just a position just a position to you know mm-hmm. this poor kid with his little drum trying to do his best and then you got all these you know people people giving their best as far as like worldly goods but in actuality christ probably would have more respect towards Kind of like the woman who put in her two mites. Anyway, yeah, it's my favorite. The drummers are pretty boy. cool. Yeah, drummers rule. <laughs> <laughs> Old school drummers that don't drum of anymore. Of course. Who are busy with family life. Exactly. And don't have any room for stuff. Yeah. Oh, hey, we got a listener that chimed in really quickly, guys, before we get on. Yes. It's uh, Brooksy Baby, also known as Brooks Walker, from Augusta, Georgia, said, his aunt had me sing Little Drummer Boy when I was eight years old. Ooh. Remember, my R sounded like W's. <laughs> that, <laughs> that song brings back traumatic memories for me and hilarious memories for Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> 
like Charlie Brown over here. Speaking of get through it, Craig. Speaking. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Speaking of, you didn't have to share it, and we glad we're glad that you did. I don't know if y'all know this, um, but Brooksy Baby or Brooks Walker, I guess that's our buddy. His his brother Jacob, who lives in Monroe, Atlanta area, they just started a podcast, guys, um, called the BB and J Podcast. Love the name. Yeah. So they did their first episode. I saw on uh, Facebook on Saturday. I guess they just went live, so y'all can, all listeners can follow them along too, buddies of ours. Yeah. The BB and J Podcast. But anyway, sorry. Who's the other person? Jacob. Brooksy Baby. Brooksy and Jacob. Oh, okay, okay. I was thinking there was another B. I got gotcha. you. Okay. No, Brooksy yeah, Baby no. and Jacob. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, sorry. BB and J. BB and J. Yeah, I think they, I only listened a couple minutes. We had to jump on here. But nonetheless, gotcha. check them out. Yeah. Definitely will do that. Josh, Derek, what y'all got? Derek? Derek. Josh is saving his. You, yeah, uh, you go first. I want to pick it apart, and then we go. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the song. <laughs> Why would you uh, like that? My favorite, as of right now, I think it was uh, Amazing Grace. No, I think Cloverton did it, and it was it was a mesh between oh, yeah, Hallelujah, right. but they did it with uh, the Christmas story and the verses. Yeah, I never it's heard it. It's pretty legit. I heard it many years ago, and I could never find it. Um, but I heard it on the radio, or heard it somewhere not too long ago. Still can't find it. Like, it's not on Spotify, but it was... Uh, I remember watching the video. Like, it was a music video or something I saw somewhere. They were in, like, a little coffee shop or something, and they were singing it. And they just basically changed all the... If I remember correctly, changed all the verses to, like, a, a Christmassy. Um, the Christmas story, but had the same tune and the same chorus for the most part. It's how leave. Instead of talking about David, talking about Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> are you, were you messing with him? No, no, no. I mean, that, 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 <laughs> it does talk about David played to sing the Lord, right? Oh, I mean, okay. to sing the Lord, right? <laughs> no. no. So that's yours, Derek? That's, that's probably mine. That's the only thing I can think of <laughs> right now. I'm not a huge Christmas carol kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, have you have you guys never heard Carol of the Bells? Uh. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to it the other day. That's not my favorite, but I like it because um, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir was rocking it, uh-huh. and I had uh, Caroline singing it, and, and it was pretty fun. So, no, that is not my favorite though. But I did want to sing it, but then I got I just got nervous, so I didn't sing it. You just quit. Um, I did because it got me nervous, you know. The spirit was there, but and then you just like I ain't it moving. was. I ain't moving. I'm taking a back seat. Yeah, this, this is. Uh, I haven't haven't sung sung live on radio yet. We've done a few on the Zoom meetings. It's not quite, Man, quite as nerve wracking. That's gotta be so awkward. Are you doing it by yourself, or is like everybody singing together with a bunch of like feedback? Bang, 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 back no, we can't. We can't figure out how to do that. We did all the refresh, like down, all that kind of stuff. Still couldn't get them all sounding the same. So we had to. Um, Basically, I, I tell him, I said, look, you guys better be singing really loud, and I can watch your lips moving, okay? So, like, <laughs> everybody's muted, but, they, you know, you make it really, you know. So, it is awkward, but uh, I just don't look right at the camera. 
Um, and you just think it out, man. That's awesome. But I, I think, think one of my freaks everybody else naked or in their underwear, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, Derek, good to see you here tonight. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's not good to see you here tonight. Yeah. Derek decided to join us. Ooh. <laughs> um, it was probably right now, and it probably changes or whatever. I do love me some Christmas songs. I love Carolyn. I love the whole thing. Anybody that knows me knows I love to sing it. I yeah. love it to sing it. And um, it's Silent Night, uh, like, I just think, um, I just think it's got some nice, some nice history. It's got nice, uh, nice lyrics. Um, and also, like, that's the one, right? That the uh, they made when they, the uh, piano was broken, or whatever. Um, it's just, it's just really, uh, you know, it 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 shows some good imagery of the of the birth, um, in my mind. Whenever it goes uh, silent night, and it goes uh, shepherds quake at the sight, glory stream from heaven afar, heavenly hosts sing alleluia. And son of God. Hallelujah, Yar, Shingapin style. Yes, Hallelujah. <laughs> son of God loves pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face, with the dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus Lord at thy birth. Um, I just, I think that's powerful. It, it talks about how majestic, you know, I mean, it was lowly, but it's just the, the power and the, um, it's the reverence that we, we give it because it is was such an important moment in time. So anyway, that that'd be mine. Man, okay. Mine's not a Silent Night. I've never really been a huge fan of Silent Night, but I listened to this uh, Maverick City music. They did a Christmas album this year, mm-hmm. and the, these two, uh, I guess this girl and this guy, whatever, sang on it, and it it kind of brought it. It was like, all right, this is pretty awesome. I don't know. But uh, I think mine, and I feel like I just do. I, I do kind of one that's kind of been on my mind a little bit this year, and then kind of one like one of my all time my all time favorites. will come let us adore him. Um, and I know we sing that one a lot. But the interesting mm-hmm. thing, I don't know if it's just. Well, I'm pretty certain it's not in like so. We have song books, hymn books in our in each of our churches um, for all the listeners, and and in our church here in Raleigh we got like the two separate books and one book's got a lot of Christmas hymns in it well I don't think some of the verses of O Come Let's Adore Him are in that book so in, in turn we don't sing them as much and I just I love some of the verses that we don't get to like I know there's a couple you know the, the ones that we do sing but like mm-hmm. the old hymn book it talks about like if we do sing O Come Let's Adore Him and I do we do say for you alone is worthy but like, let it let us praise His name together, and we'll give Him all the glory. Mm. Like both of those, like there, there's those three verses. For He alone, it repeats itself. For He alone is worthy, and let us praise His name together, and we'll give Him all the glory. It's it's just because we're, yeah. I guess the climax of you know just coming, these people coming to to Jesus to worship Him and see this, see the you know the Christ Child, and then just I don't know. I can just see angels just singing out for He. You know, we're going to give him all the glory. We're going to praise his name forever. You know, for he alone is worthy. I just, it's just, I'm not a singer. I mean, I love to sing, but I can't sing. And 
when like it's really good seeing it, it's just it's really exciting to me. <laughs> um, so I like that one a lot. And then the other one that I've really been getting into this year is uh, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. And, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and man, it's been awesome. And that was all on the. Uh, I feel like someone's about to play piano to it, but um, <laughs> that that one's in the uh, that little Christmas album again. And one and one part of that song says, "The verse I'll read it for y'all guys. All thy works with joy surround thee. Earth and heaven reflect thy ray. Stars and angels sing around thee. Center of the unbroken praise." And it talks about field and forest, bales and mountains. And I don't know, it's 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 fantastic. So. I like it. Those those are my. Uh, I wish I could play the piano. But yes, me too. That's one instrument I don't. Well, I can't really play a lot of instruments. There's one here. In the, there's one here in the studio. I was kind of picking it out, you know. You know, just rocking it. So, so why don't you play the piano? <laughs> you have a piano there. You just. I'm not good at playing the piano. Gotcha. Like you should start. Taking it lessons. takes time. It's sort of like you know. Yeah. Why don't I? You know. Fill in the blank. I just got to get better at it. Um, my wife got me one for Christmas uh, last was it last year. Yeah, and um, haven't. Uh, but our, our our new nanny has been teaching William how to play. So there's that. So he'll probably be good. Does Meredith play? No. Yeah. She, they, they they aren't big music people. She's a reader. She's not a. A music person. I I grew up as a music person. Saxophone, my instrument of choice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Kenny G. Was it your choice? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was chosen for me. Yes, it was my choice. <laughs> Benton, my brother, played the trumpet. My oh, sister man, played the clarinet. So played the trumpet. Um, my cousin Terry, um, he played the trumpet. Um, and I think. Had to play the flute, maybe flute or the clarinet. I which one, but yeah, I, I, I chose the saxophone at the time. Bill Clinton was president and he played the saxophone, so don't judge me. I was like, you know, 12 or <laughs> less than that, like making irrational decisions at a young age. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in, in the, in the um, fifth grade mock election, I was down, I, I drew. Um, Clinton on top of a dull pineapple, and I was pro Clinton. My, how confused I was as a young child. <laughs> so, <laughs> does, any, does anybody play piano in your fam? Like immediate, in, like extended family? No, I mean, dad, like, he had one and, and would kind of pick at it and stuff. I mean, like, he, he, he tried it. My grandmother rocked it she had an organ and a uh, piano and she could she could play a mean piano she was like that was very, gather around yeah. let's play and oh yeah yeah it was it was great we we didn't do a ton of like communal singing kind of thing i mean it wasn't yeah. like we're not the the singing family mm -hmm. um there's other families out there that are singing families so we, we weren't really that uh, we would you know put on trans-siberian orchestra cd you know while we were open presents although we as we grew older, my brother-in-law was asked to sing "Mary, Did You Know" on multiple occasions. <laughs> yeah, on the spot. I felt I felt for him, man. Just, just Ooh. yeah. Bring your little sister and make her do it too. Yeah, and make sure you hit that one at the end. Did you know <laughs> that your baby boy? I mean, you got to you got to get all the way up there. So, Ooh. yeah, man. 
Josh. Yep. Yeah. I should have done this last week. I don't know if you were joking, and I sure hope I'm not breaking the news too early. But all listeners out there, our buddy Josh Jernigan is expecting another baby. Oh, it's actually my wife. It's, it's actually my wife, not me. Yes, your wife. Uh. Sorry, sorry. Your wife. <laughs> your wife. Yeah, man. We were excited. I, I, I thought about mentioning it last last week, and then uh, um, I didn't. I, I just remembered um, to do it. Man, I, yeah. So we, we're very excited. Um, and uh, this was a um, it was planned. We we did we, we did want number three. Um, if, if the Lord chose to bless us with it. Um, and, uh, so yeah, we, um, we're through the first trimester. Um, and, uh, real, real excited. The kids are excited. Um, you know, we talk about being, you know, our little bio talks about us being fathers or whatever. They go, they go and rock with one more. Uh, That's right, goes well. So is there, That's by hope. is there a, uh, a prize for guessing the name? Just like that joke. Yeah, actually, I mean, we could probably do like a, a vote, in. you know, like they do the, do you want to name this, uh, the ship or name, you know, like the, <laughs> the problem is with that, like something like Bodie McBoderson or something like is the one that ends up winning, you know, <laughs> um, and for the vote. So who knows what the listeners would, but I mean, if you want to write in your suggestions, they will be taken under advisement. Now, as you guys know, and, and maybe it's different for you guys and you guys put your foot down. As you know, I don't have just sole say in the naming of a child. At least I haven't in the past two. Um, it is a joint effort. Um, I'd say 80-20 or so um, is the breakdown. Probably um, out of the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, <mean>, like, <laughs> I, have, I have veto power, but that's that that's where it stops you know like it i could i can veto something if i could just not live with it um but other than that like there's there's a lot of vetoes the other way you know so, so if they guess it's tough yeah wait now are you gonna find out um boy or girl prior to birth yes we are gonna find that out and you gonna hold the name um, till the end yes Secret. we will not be releasing the name so if someone no. guesses it it's got to be a pretty cool prize. Like, oh yeah, if they eight. guess first a middle name, I'll be surprised. Like, I'm like, like oh, call. <laughs> you get Journey's uh, bow. It'll be it'll be something cool. Yearly supply of Omaha steaks. Yeah, actually, I could give him my old bow. Um, it has killed, I think, <laughs> twenty animals. Oh. Um, yeah, and uh, knock on wood, not had a loss. So that that that's that's pretty good. Uh, track record on it but well, it's time to get it replaced if we have another kid and guess the name probably won't get a bow maybe like a bow, i mean like, like a bow tie oh if it's a boy yeah if it's a boy and and a bow if it's a girl and a bow if it's a girl there you go yeah there you go well i just want to bring that up buddy i'm happy no for yeah you. And, hey um, and it was a really cool way to announce it i guess I, i'm we'll hoping see. i'm not the only one that got the card there or oh, Matt, we only sent out like 10. I know, I'm just messing. How many did you get out there? How many did you send Awkward. out? Awkward turtle. Three. Wait, 300. 300. Yeah. And, and so you should all have gotten one. If you didn't, they got lost in the mail because we sent you one. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So. It's in your we, box, we Derek, to save on postage. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, we we thought about different, a whole different, like a lot of different ways to tell. Um 
you know, because it's, it's fun and exciting. The kids are excited, that kind of stuff. But um, the Christmas card worked out timing-wise um, to where we were comfortable telling. Um, and I, I don't know, you know, um, we, we had some complications in the in the past, so we, we were a little nervous telling, you know, mm-hmm. too early kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so we uh, – Meredith came up with that idea and thought it looked great. And so we, we got it out there. The 80-20 so. right there. We're doing yeah. it. Yeah, so no, we are um, number three is on the way. That's awesome, buddy. Yeah, and just so you know, it's funny that you mentioned this now. Um, not quite ready for the national reveal of this, but genetic testing you can do the blood test and they can tell you if it has any, um, any, any anomalies like it, a lot of different things that could mm-hmm. be wrong with your baby, you know, and not that we do anything different, but just kind of to prepare Meredith wanted to do the genetic testing. We did. Um, I will say that there's nothing, there's nothing known wrong with the baby, which is great. Great that news. Awesome, um, it was good. You know, it doesn't have downs Doesn't have, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that could be wrong. And, um, and she knows all of them, you know, because <laughs> of her line of work. Um, so, um, that's good. And on there, I'm not ready for the reveal, but a few people know that it, oh, it does it's, have it's happening the, on this the show. It does have the sex. Uh, t- tune in next week. Tune the next teaser. Week. <laughs> the, te- the teaser, yeah. Tune in next week. So, yeah. So, Man, I tell nope. you, the uh, you talk about the genetic thing or whatever. We did, I think we did that with both of them. But nonetheless, you go through all that and you just read all the, the things that you can can have and like same thing. Yeah. You're still going to go forward with it, or at least we were. And oh, I think everyone yeah. on this call would do the same thing. Obviously, yeah. I know that. But like, and just as to the when a healthy baby boy or baby girl, I mean, it's like I mean, it's just a miracle because there's so many it, it's, things. yeah, yeah. It, it, there's so many things just to being healthy in general. And uh, I I agree, Matt. That's uh, our target audience. I would not expect anybody in our target audience to do anything different yeah. if so please write in because me and you need to talk yeah that might uh, be it we might do a little, <laughs> little controversial I'm, just, I'm just saying like if you if you if you're out there listener land thank you for joining i don't want to exclude anybody or anything like that but but we, we need to talk time. yeah we, we need to talk because um because obviously you love christ and if you do we, we just need to talk we need to talk to this thing through so please write in i would love to take hours out of my day to discuss it and, and try to get to to the bottom of, of what what Christ wants in, in that situation. So, speaking of babies said, being born, yeah, there was another one about two thousand years ago. Woo! Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, 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 Hallelujah! Well, I went off the rails, but Journey, I just want to give you a little shout out. And no, I appreciate too. it. No, thank yeah, you, buddy. thank you. And on the radio is is good. It's a good place for it. when we're talking about being dads. We're going to add one to it, man. That's awesome, buddy. Now, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with Derek, but if he pops out another one, I'm out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Derek, you win if you can get another one, okay? Well, as much as Derek talks about his kids on here, I, I'm wondering if the fourth would actually come. I was like, oh, I don't know. What? Uh, <laughs> Derek loves the idea of kids. <laughs> it's the taking care of them. It's like, hey, it takes a community. You know, it takes a village. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I need more grace. I just have a... I just have a, a unique way of raising children. That's yeah. all. Just unique. That's it. I, I believe hey. they should just take care of themselves. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. It's worked thus far. Not go, 
yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Derek needs some alone time. He, he does. Needs some, you know. Every time you got to yep. get away. <laughs> Not big on the big family vacay. Just, you know, just big thing for themselves. If you like to go on vacation with your kids and you don't have enough kids. <laughs> that, that is a quotable quote. You'll get a lot of quotable quotes if you keep listening to our program. <laughs> you don't <laughs> what in the world. <laughs> you have a look. Hey, if here. You like to go on family vacation with your kids. You don't have enough kids. Oh man, hey. this, let me hear. Uh, I got one for you. Here's the quote. Man, I can't find it. You go ahead, Josh. <laughs> no, I was just saying. Like, I got one for Derek. I just. Oh, here it is. Vacations are a great way to relax unless you bring your kids and it's just like in your normal life but in a different place. More that is, did Derek say that or somebody else? No, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who sent it to me, but that came off of our episode. I mean, it's been a minute when we talked about uh, uh, kid stay or vacay, whatever it was. Um, something along those lines, Niner. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it's just... A- if, if, you, if that's the way you feel, you obviously have not seen the video of Caroline oh at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party where she sees Mickey and it's cold and she's in a little toboggan and her eyes light up and she's smiling and then she starts waving. She's on my shoulders and I'm trying to video to capture this moment. And I mean, it will melt your heart unless you're the tin man or don't care about kids. But um, <laughs> like that, so I mean... Even like Peter McAllister, I mean, he had, I don't know how many kids are his and how many are his brothers. Um, there's a lot of kids though, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. and they rocked the vacation. I mean, they, they were having a good time. They just forgot one. See, that's, that's the problem with having too many is you end up forgetting one and then they go around New York and have to set booby traps to stay alive. Like that's not what you want. <laughs> so, but that yeah, child I, is now better for that experience. Yeah, he is I'm he? Not... Like, he went through some dark stuff after he filmed the Home Alone movie. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin is looking at <laughs> him. I mean, did you, did you see, like, Google Macaulay Culkin uh, early uh... 2000s? Like, that's not where you want to be as a person. Uh, <laughs> I think he's come out the other side now, but whew, there's a reason why he was not in Home Alone 3, okay? So. Mm. It's okay. I no, I don't. I mean, I, I get that. Going back to the whole topic, I just got that one. That one. That one. Ugh, that meme saved, and I just kind of. It is that is Derek's that story. is perfect. I, I am. I'm just surprised <laughs> that Derek wasn't the one that actually said it. No, he isn't. I don't. I won't say Derek didn't send it to me, but he okay. didn't say. I mean, he might have said it somewhere off in the distance, somewhere. I mean, anyway, sounds like him. Well, I, I concur. I've come yeah. yeah, we know you agree. <laughs> I've taken it uh, off the rails. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna bring it back. So happy for you, Josh. So let's. I guess we'll jump. We'll jump into. I don't know if we'll get to Christmas traditions or things you may some new traditions, but we can start um, with uh, your favorite scripture. That's one of the top. It doesn't have to, like I said, it doesn't have to be like, or it could just be something that's. If you started to dive into the Christmas story, some of us kind of may wait. Um, what what you kind of felt like God has brought you to this year. Um, or just some scripture that's just always, you know, been a staple in your in your life every Christmas season when you read the Christmas story. So that's where that's where we're gonna go. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, Derek, Derek told me before the call that he hadn't read the Christmas story yet, so I don't I don't know if he's got anything. I read the Christmas story every year, Matt. 
I'm gonna say you've never read the Christmas story this I'm year. Just, no, I just don't. I don't read it like he hasn't read to Christmas him necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when I'm asleep, I let. I haven't read to me. Yes. No, I don't. Um, I haven't read it yet. I've actually been reading more about the. We've been. We had a Bible study Friday night about the prophecy. No, he um, and uh, and then like we were riding home, and we listened to radio, the Christian or the Christmas radio station. A minute, like it popped over to this. I guess we went through like a a city line or something, and then it popped over to a guy preaching, and he was preaching on the same thing on the radio, but he was preaching on the, on the, the prophecies and everything, and then Stocky read about it in Sunday school Sunday, and so I've been kind of backtracking and reading reading along that, and Daniel and everything. What and, prophecies uh, did you like? Well, it was... Well, it, we were talking about in Daniel, in the um, in the ninth chapter of Daniel, when it talks about, um, it's not as much about, I guess, the Christmas story necessarily. It's more or less, you know, the the prophecies of Jesus coming, which is the Christmas story. But, um, you know, you have to go back and read it. Um, but it talks a lot about. Um, uh, let me go ahead and pull it up. It's the one verse that stuck with me. Uh, ninth chapter, twenty-seventh ish. Can I pull it up and watch real quick? Um, you might have to come back to me on that. Man, I just read it. it talks, oh, here it is. Seven, Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins. And to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision of the prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Um, and I, I really like that. Really like that verse, and it's talking about all the, the prophecies of, in the Old Testament that that shows when, um, Jesus was going to be born, and you know what time and how many years and all that. It's, it was very interesting. But as far as the Christmas story. As we know it, and you know, typically in Luke, um, I don't necessarily have a favorite scripture, but I do always take notice of the fact that he appeared to the shepherds, and we obviously know that it was noised abroad a lot about what was going on, and we had, um, you know, the wise men came and. And the people who were looking for it knew about it, and they were coming, um, coming around to see baby Jesus. But when when he appeared to the shepherds, it makes me, it just makes me think about, you know, it's the the lowly and, and humble way that he was brought into the world, and that it's not a whole lot different, and and uh, now with, with people. They have to be humble to be able to meet Jesus. They have to to be able to communicate with him and to and to get sanctified. They have to have an humble spirit. And you know, he doesn't. He doesn't. It says that at one point that it's easier for a rich man to go through the eye of a needle. Um, and it's not so much about the riches, but the the 
well, it's the opposite of humility. I don't know the the ego, egotisticalness of it. I just made that word up, but um, ego's a word. Uh, egotisticalness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But it was I. I'm thankful that it was that way. And I and I when I read the story, I I kind of I kind of dissect it in a way to where you know what could how could this have been done in this particular moment? You know how okay, let's well, say where he was born in a manger. Okay, where was the where would have been a more lowly place to be born? You know, maybe a pit in the ground. You know that was your that was your manger, mm-hmm. and it was like okay, well, what, what's the atmosphere for the people around you? And then who are you going to tell? And I don't know. I just got to think about it as I read it. The segments of how could it have been done any more humble, you know? Yeah. And it was it was it was just very, in a way, it was very subtle. It wasn't boastful, but in reality. It was one of the greatest things that's ever happened in history. And most big, great things that happen in history, you know, are noteworthy. And, you know, maybe are there's statues and everything. And it was like, that was not the purpose. It was, now we all know that it was, it was incredible. And it was something that everybody knows about now, I would imagine. Um but I just I think about it a lot in the, in the humility of the whole scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, Derek, you talked a little bit about the shepherds um, and the I guess the status quo or, or their you know, status quo, but I guess kind of the lowliness of them and, and the where they were on the I guess society's totem pole. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I was reading a little bit in Matthew about you know, the wise men, I mean, I feel like he appealed to, he appealed to everybody, you know, he, he called the shepherds or, you know, the shepherds came and saw him and then, and worshiped him. And, and then the wise men came, um, to me and brought treasure, but brought material things, but I, and, and basically just fell down and worshiped him. I mean, and you imagine, I just, I've been thinking a little bit about that. And the same thing with humility, but the, the, the appearing of all of all walks of life as, you know, as the Savior came to the world. And, and Jesus, you know, he saves, you know, like you said, he can save the richest man, whether it's hard or not. And he can save the most stubborn poor man. Um, mm-hmm. But regardless, you know, we have to come humbly like, like they both did. And, and we have to, you know, forsake all and forsake self. Self. But I, I think about that. Just some people of stature just fell down and worshipped him um, at his glory. And it's so powerful. I mean, and this is not like a this is not a thirty year old man. This is this is a baby sitting in a manger, and you know they knew who they saw. You know, I just it's just miraculous. And I, I mean, and sometimes I mean you talk about when we pray or when we do different things and we go to worship the Lord and in, in, you know in our individual churches. But just to just to be mindful, just that you know he he is Lord, and just to you know, we're worshiping the King of Kings, but anyway, that when you're talking about that, I was thinking a little bit about what I, I read a little bit in Matthew, um, this past week, and when you talk about the shepherds, I, I just thought about the wise man, and I've also been reading in Isaiah too, Derek, some of the prophecies, just been reading in Isaiah in general, and just kind of carried over. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. What's another thing 
that it always amazes me is the amount of faith that these people had yeah. to worship a baby. Mm-hmm. Now this, he has not performed any miracles. You know, there's nothing that he has not been. It, the prophecies are the only acknowledgement of him. Like um, that, that doesn't sound right, but you know, these people only know him by the revelation of God to them or the prophecies. And I don't know how, how well versed these people were in, in, you know, prophecies or whatever, but regardless, it wasn't the Jesus of the new Testament that, that, that performed miracles and people came and saw him heal and, 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 and the talk and them and the, the compassion that he had that, that they hadn't seen that yet, you know, but they're sitting there and they're worshiping and they're, and they're, they have faith in this baby, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's, Almost as much, that's just, I guess, the same as maybe as us in a way, you know, like we, we never saw the miracles that, that Jesus performed and, you know, we didn't, we still believe even though we haven't seen the miracles and, um, you know, but they, they were in that kind of in that same boat. They, they believed and they believed because I, I believe that they had a feeling like they, there was, it was something stronger than. Them, them just going through an, an act, I guess, but I think they were drawn to it and they knew it was right in their bones. Yeah. No different than us. Um, but it just, it's amazing. That was, it was a baby. It was a baby that needed to be taken care of. And you, yet you had these people coming from far and wide and there was nothing special about the child from the outside of it. You know, it was just a baby like anything else being born in, in you know, subpar conditions somewhere. But yet these people believed and the belief is what brought the you know people from the wise men you know who were at the top of the totem pole mm-hmm. maybe in, in the society and then you brought people who were at the bottom of the totem pole the shepherds yeah. and this belief was able to bring everybody into into together and the, and the wise would still come humbly you know they had to i, I thought too yes the shepherds, definitely the, the the shepherds were your first evangelists it says in the mm-hmm. second chapter of Luke, I've, I've read that and always thought about that. And they came with haste and Mount Mary and Joseph and the Bay Line and Major. 17th verse says, And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And when all that heard it, wondered those things which were told to them by the shepherds. <laughs> so they had, they had a message right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Well, me and Derek can talk, but Josh, you got anything? Yeah, I mean, I've been listening. I, you know, I. I, I <laughs> I was letting you guys go back and forth. It was it was really good. Um, I haven't deviled into the prophecies this year per se, um, as of yet. But um, I do love you know the Luke's account of it. Um, I love whenever he uh, and, and it kind of the glimpse inside. Um, you know, seeing people's reaction and that kind of stuff. I, I like studying Mary. Um, and then Luke, the second chapter in the 19th verse where it says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I mean, you just imagine like some young kid just like not being a loud mouth, nothing, you know, a lot's going on and you're just, just kind of absorbing it, you know, mm-hmm. um, seeing all this stuff and you just, you stay quiet and, and you, but, um, the whole purpose and, you know, you, you hear the angels. I, I think that'd be my favorite part of it if I were to be in one section of the Christmas story, 
that be mm-hmm. I mean that being a definition of my favorite part would be when um the angel then was was gathered around by a, a heavenly host um, I'm guessing of additional angels um praising God and saying glory to God in the highest on earth peace goodwill towards men you know all that going on you know as much as I like singing and, and Christmas carols and stuff that'd be like the ultimate Christmas carol you know like <laughs> Um, the, the saying "Glory to God in the highest, North peace, good will." Like that, that just would be awesome um, to have witnessed. Um, so that that would be my favorite part to to live in. You know, not necessarily checking him out in the manger. I mean, that's good. You know, and I'm you know he's here, but just seeing him laying on hay wouldn't be the the most awestruck part of it. I don't think. I mean, because the the other supernatural of, of, of actually being able to witness a heavenly host and angels sing, you know, saying in the heavens, those things. And, 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 you know, to carry that on to today, the whole purpose um, of him coming was to bring peace. Um, and if you ain't got peace, it, you know, why even claim to be Christian? You know, um, that's, that's the whole, it's whole message. Um, so I, I, I think that's my my favorite. That that, that makes sense. Um, the oh, and those things is another thing when the um, when the shepherds left. Well, we, we, they said something else, but um, they just praising God. Well, yeah, yeah. It, um, glorifying, praising God. But there's another. But, but anyway, um, basically, the the message of peace. Um, it's not just peace on earth as in like no more fighting between this sect of people and the sect of people because people are always going to be upset at each other. Okay. Um, the peace that he brings is an individualistic peace. Now, yes, that can spread. You get enough people. Um, and that's why I like spending a lot of time, um, with people of like faith. It's because that peace they bring, it doesn't bring a bunch of drama and negativity it brings peace in that moment as well because everybody's bringing the peace of God with them in their actions and in their attitudes. Um, so that, that all stems from him being able to bring peace on earth. Um, I think a lot of people, even back then, I, I think a lot of people misconstrued it as like, oh, wow, we're not going to have slavery. We're not going to have fighting. We're not going to have people trying to conquer other people. That is going to go on forever. Okay. Um, but the peace, like it, it, it makes me basically yearn for the days we can we can meet up in person in mass um, when we have our camp meeting, you know, uh, or whatever it is in, in your individual churches too out there. Um, just meeting with people and them all bringing peace is so nice because you see a lot of the opposite of peace on like Facebook and social media and that kind of stuff. A lot of times, it's really easy place for the devil to serve to sow discord, but we are able to, to carry that peace with us. And, and that's, that's part of the, uh, the draw, I think of this radio program. I mean, all four of us, even though that we go through life events, we have the peace of God. That was the whole reason Jesus came. The whole reason for the Christmas story was this peace. Um, it's not that we have, you know, some secret on life, but we do because we have what the purpose was, was peace on earth mm-hmm. and subsequently goodwill toward men. Patrick, you yeah. with us? There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just he's just yeah. what what's your Listen what's your in. yeah, what's your favorite on the uh on the scriptural part? Like what do you what do you like? Um 
I guess, focusing in on during the Christmas story with regards to the scriptures. I had a, um, this has come to me many times. I've always enjoyed it. Um, when Zacharias prayer was heard and, uh, the wife Elizabeth, thou shalt call his name John, have a son and call his name John. And then the 15th verse says, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. And I always thought about the life of John the Baptist and how he was <coughs> obviously different. He kind of broke ranks with his, with his, you know, he, his dad was priest in the temple. So, I mean, it was, it comes it comes to reason that he should have been that, but he obviously wasn't, you know, and he was right. locusts and camel's hair, um, you know, a great evangelist, preached the gospel, baptized many, um, paved the way for Jesus, and then ultimately was beheaded. So, and I just thought about his life many times, and I thought, so this is the man that is considered to be great in the sight of the Lord, um, and just how different that greatness is when you talk about great men, you know, if I was to go to a college campus or a business seminar and say, you know, Hey, name me some great men in the past 100 years, probably some presidents would come up inventors, you know, businessmen, billionaires, writers, maybe, you know, Nobel prize winners, etc. There are the past 2000 years, you know, Kings, you know, civil rights leaders, things such of that nature, I highly doubt anyone would say, Oh, John the Baptist. You know. <laughs> yeah. Unless the you know, maybe some maybe somebody, but most likely not. Yeah. Um, but he was great in the sight of the Lord, you know. Like he didn't have a lot he had nothing. He had mm-hmm. he had no money. He didn't write any books. He didn't even start a church. But yeah. He was, uh, and and then the rest of the verse tells us why. It says he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. Um, the I've verses, uh, it's in chapter verse. seventy-seven through seventy-nine. Those stuck out to me this year. Um, basically, at the end of the John the Baptist story on um, in Luke, because um, mm-hmm. it, it kind of gives a great synopsis on on that. As you were talking about a great man um, and a great purpose. Um, I'll go ahead and read that to give knowledge of salvation into his people by remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Mm. I just think that that just like it sums it up right there. Like the whole reason was to, to lay out a roadmap to be able to follow him through the remission of sins. Um, so no, amen to that. Mm-hmm. And his dad was a holy preacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 75th verse says that he might fear him without, and uh, excuse me, the 74th, he would grant unto us that we'd be delivered out of the hand of our enemies, that we might serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Amen. So, so uh, anyway, I just, I don't know. I've always, um, I've come back to that many times. Um, uh, especially, you know, at our age and our, in our early to mid thirties, um, there's a lot of pressures. Y'all know there's a lot of pressures in life to provide, to, um, you know, be good fathers, good dads, good friends, you know, and, and then, mm-hmm. and then it seems like maybe for me, at least there's this constant undercurrent 
of those around you that are always pushing to kind of carve their name, um, especially in the business world where uh, uh, we operate, especially um, many probably listening know what I'm talking about. And, you know, there's this, they're striving for greatness and Mm -hmm. God doesn't work like men work. And it's just, that's not what we're, we're called to do. I don't think John ever had it in his mind, not one day that he would be a great man or be even considered a great man. I think he had it in his mind to preach God's word and, and his life took him to a place where, you know, I believe he was just, he was in such communion with God and, and in a way he, he was rewarded for it, even though I'm sure the world looked at him as someone who had nothing. Yeah. But and I mean he possessed so much more and he was the last he was the last prophet. His preaching was pretty much a death wish, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I mean it's not in today's society I mean, well, probably third world countries and not in America by no stretch of form that you know, to the, the preaching will bring death. But I mean, you know, his message obviously I'm sure he knew it at some point in time would, would cost him his life, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leonard Ravenhill, I'm fond of quoting him, said, if you're going to preach repentance, you better be prepared to lose your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. That's good. Yep. That's good. So, yeah, that's kind of where, I mean, I'm, I've, I really love that. Bro. Love, of course, there's a lot of wonderful verses in the Christmas story. Yeah, there is. I mean, I, I, I struggle kind of sometimes with the wait hold on one second guys. We got three minutes for Josh. Um but just one second. I mean I, I don't know about y'all guys, but I think I and we didn't talk about the traditions and maybe we talk about the remark next week with the one we topic we didn't talk about before, but kind of when to start and stop it and get into it. But it's I mean it's timeless and it's amazing a, such a, a a brief story. I mean not brief, you know what I'm saying? Like two or three chapters. But you can almost, I feel like I, I usually, almost every time, get something new or get something reminded that, you know, hadn't been reminded in a while. And to me, it's just, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I love, I like, I like this story, the Easter, I mean, the Christmas story sometimes more than I like the Easter story. But I don't know. Derek, did we lose you? Mm-mm. You're still. I, I had a, a ear pod issue if you can believe it what <laughs> i didn't know if y'all no. called it, if it like, i mean just making it up I mean, there's, there's no way that could have been the case i i heard your uh like your uh echo echo trying to start a little bit and i was and i was already flipping over to the clean feed to give you the x yeah, I thought, and then you I did it yourself so it's I, about that time though for some, it is, it's time some for technical difficulties <laughs> and for matt to kick you off yeah. It's I mean, about an hour. That's about the. He forgets limit. to charge them new iPods he's got or AirPods, whatever it is. He listens. To. Can you find them? Can you not find them now? What's what's the? I can't believe they're already charged up too today. What? So what oh, was the was, difficulty? I don't know. I guess the right side died, and it it didn't it didn't give me the the little beep to know that it was about to die. It just shut off. I can get you now. Well, I'll tell you, Apple technology. appreciates you selling their product on here. They have no to no. <laughs> yeah, It's my fancy mic. You know. Did you get a new mic, bro? 
Yeah, it's right here on my ear. Uh, whatever. <laughs> All right, Journey. Take us home, buddy. Oh, you, you gave me. Oh, wait, no you gave me two minutes. Me. Over. <laughs> I mean, what's what's your segment, Derek? I mean, at least I have a segment. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Derek's is uh, when I, the AirPods. Oh, yeah. What's going wrong with Derek's technology tonight? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, speak as you move at gmail.com. Get your dad jokes in. We really appreciate all the submissions. Guys, we actually had one, two, three, three submissions. So there's a 33% chance that you won if you submitted tonight. Um, so we have our always faithful, Rainy, um, who wrote in to let us know that we're kind of cutting out. I don't know what's happening, Matt. Is, is, is there something wrong on the clean feed end? Uh, I don't know. Not that I can tell. Okay. All right. Um, well, hopefully they can see, hear this. Yeah. Um, and Rainy and James Island writes in, do you know what you call a bankrupt Santa? Yeah, money didn't go well. Bankrupt Santa. That would be Saint Nicholas. <laughs> Saint Nicholas. Get it? Get it? Uh, we can't hear. That's what they're telling us. They, they can't, can't hear. hear us. Yeah, that is not good because I mean, there's some there's some good dad jokes here. That's what happens whenever you leave me at the end. How can they not hear us when they can tell us they can, they can't hear us? <laughs> that I don't get. I can't hear you. We can... logic. <laughs> logic. That's deep, Matt. That's deep. <laughs> uh, I mean, actually, that goes right along. I, I, um, I sent a, um, I had somebody else write in saying they can hear us fine. So we're hoping that that's yeah. the case. There's an individual. I, um, I sent someone a. I think it was a quote um, by C.S. Lewis which is really deep. Like, how do they know that you can't hear? And actually it was pretty funny because um, basically C.S. Lewis, I like him a lot. Just so you all know, this is off topic, but they, um, he basically had this quote where if merely all that we are just atoms that came together, then we can't really depend on our thought for anything. Like can, you can't really trust your own thinking because there's no reason for you to think other than physical chemical reactions, right? Um, so basically, he can't use thinking to disprove God because he can't entrust those thoughts if there wasn't a God. Anyway, it was kind of a cyclical argument, but it was kind of cool too. So pretty deep, deep stuff. Anyway, um, we thank everyone. The, the, the joke, if nobody heard it, was what do you call a bankrupt Santa? St. Nicholas. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. And then um, we also got Anna up in Raleigh. Uh, I like this one a lot. What's the absolute best Christmas present? Mm-hmm. It actually you wouldn't you wouldn't think this a broken drum. Yep, you can't beat it. Uh, <laughs> uh, old drummer boy. There Ooh. you go. That was a good one. That was a good one. Um, I think that that is deserving of um, and what do they call those Amazon flexes? 
Matt, do you have any of those? Yeah, we already got one in the in the back. Yeah, you got that one thing, of those? That is uh, the deadliest thing. Hey, play Frosty Snowman. That's what FC says every time. Well, do you have one in multiple rooms or just the one room? Just the one room. We could use it in two. Um, I mean, no, whoever this and a person is. Privilege. Wait, did you read the two that came Only in one uh, room? from uh, one of our listeners, Will, in, in Columbia? Will in Columbia? Yes. I don't know. I have more jokes coming. Oh, okay. Roll on. Keep on going. Sorry. I'm not you. done. I'm not done. Well, I just, you just, I just you just started talking prizes and like you have this. So I figured you know that's like game's over. All right. Um, Keep going. Sorry, buddy. <sighs> so, <laughs> yeah, excuse my friend. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just like I'm trying my best here. Um, which uh, which medium did uh, Will in Columbia write in on? Look at him. He don't know Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Instagram. Right. Well, hey. I, I, sorry, man. I get the I get the Insta coming. Okay. Um. Also had listeners write in like as we're doing it. Do you know that how Christmas is, is like your job? Yeah, mm. you do all the work, and some fat guy in the suit gets all the credit. Uh, <laughs> I heard that one today. Of all the inventions of the last, Will, I found Will's, okay? Of all the inventions of the last hundred years, the dry erase board has to be the most remarkable. Uh, Ah, See what you did there. Yeah. uh, I'm waiting. Where's the punchline? uh, (laughs) (laughs) Asked my date to meet me at the gym. She never showed up. I guess the two of us aren't going to work out. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a true dad joke, man. That was a good one. That was a good one, man. Everybody's deserving tonight, man. I just love it. And Nora in uh, Hampstead, North Carolina. Do you know what you call a grumpy sheep? A bah humbug. Uh, uh, <laughs> and do you? Uh, you know where Santa's elves keep their money? Well, in a snowbank, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Oh, yeah. And Carla and... and uh, man, late submissions. I mean, yeah, they, they're, they're, they're killing me with these late submissions, but they're getting them to the end like, just before I finish up. What do you call a kid who doesn't believe in Santa? Oh, no. He's a, he's a rebel without a clause. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So there's a good one tonight. I, I appreciate all the submissions. Um, since we're getting them in real time, it's really hard to vote before now. Do you, so, you know, um, you guys have a, a, a fan favorite. Who's going to come home with the with the winner tonight? Come on. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Now we're actually going to, uh, to find out who really liked the joke. What was your favorite joke? I'm doing workout. Yeah, workout for me too. The, the workout yeah, was a good dad joke. Workout or the dry race? I'm gonna fight against that. I'm gonna vote against that. Anna, you're gonna be in Wake Forest. I'm gonna say how that worked out uh, for you. Might. I stay true to what I, I. You know what? We're unbiased here. You yeah. can't be bald. You can't. Only yeah. Derek's kids can. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> been hints of impropriety. Like they're like, well, I don't know why I'm gonna submit anyway. I'm not related to somebody that's only. Or I forget what. What's your father-in-law saying that? Uh, oh, he, 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 th- he said anyway. It, yeah, it's illegal. He said it's it's a rigged election. <laughs> it's, yeah. a rigged, uh, it's a rigged election. <laughs> he, he does. He he does live in Georgia, right? Yeah, he does. And yeah. and his his uh, precious daughter was gonna do a submission for him. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's got to yeah. power through. 
He's got. I know yeah. he's on his iPad, and I know he's in his chair, and I know he's got Google, and all those equal a good combination to send in a chat joke. And he loves oh, hearing. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, Will, uh, Will in Colombia, you came in with a winner, man. That dad joke, I like. I like it. But um, next week, got to be a Christmas-based joke, okay? I want to hear your best Christmas dad joke. All right. And, um, and we'll do it big. Okay. But I appreciate everybody um, writing in speak as you moved at gmail.com or any of the social media platforms. So really appreciate it. Um, also, um, on my prayer request, we're moving straight into prayer request. Um, and, I, and I mentioned it last week, but I did want you guys to be in prayer um, for a uh, the family of Brother WC. Mm-hmm. Um, so he passed away and, and just be in prayer for that family and, and for the crowd impacts that has. So where did he live, Josh? Um, he didn't he live sick. right at Terry, but he lived Jackson. Like, what an, huh? Well, he lived in Jackson. Yeah. I mean, he, he's like, he's like, a, I mean, at least 45 minutes or something outside of, of, of Terry. Right. Um, anyway, he was, he was, he was always at Terry's mean and, always a, a blessing a blessing so he will be missed greatly so keep in our prayers mm-hmm. not anybody else i know my uh my dad patrick my well both of our dads he got uh he's positive for covid he's but he's doing yeah well. how's he doing he seems to be doing pretty well um okay he's he's coughing a bit but his his fever's been gone for almost a week and so it was, um, it was uh, people's house. He was showing they they were positive. Is that the exposure? That's that's what he's that's what he's going on, and that could be true. Uh, could have got it from um, the Thanksgiving. I don't know. It, I, I think it, that you guys speculate a little bit, um, but I guess the biggest the biggest probably thankfulness, hopefully, is that my grandmother or my mom don't get it, um, mm-hmm. and and that his case stays mild. Which it has been, okay. so because he's in the uh, the older bracket, <laughs> the older bracket, the older higher bracket. risk, higher risk, higher risk, higher risk. He's higher risk. You don't have to say why, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be like morbidly <laughs> obese. He could be all kind of things. You know, he's higher risk. <laughs> yeah, but nonetheless. So, okay, good deal. You got anything else? Join us next week, though. Um, same time, same place, eight thirty. Like Josh said, sending your jokes, but also sending in um, topics, any discussions y'all may want to bring up, questions you want to answer um, at speakersyourmoved at gmail.com and also on Instagram and Facebook. There be nothing else, guys. Uh, enjoyed it. And uh, Derek, or no, Derek already just started this off. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to hit him again. Uh, it's, like, it's like double up. No, I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with Patrick, <laughs> the quiet assassin over here. He's uh, hey, hey, Matt. Yeah, what's up, buddy? You have a, a um, a, to uh, a, sorry, a listener submit. Um, do remember, um, Allie, Joey, and Nick, um, mm-hmm. there in Wilmington, or soon to be in Wilmington with with Joey's case. But yeah, we remember all the ones that you know know the know the way. Maybe not quite on the right path or, or the path that they, they know that they should be on or feel like she should be on. So just keep them all in your prayers. Okay? For sure. Amen. No, I appreciate yeah. that, whoever. Yeah. That's perfect. Amen.
Anything else? Well, Go ahead, Pat. All right. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you tonight, Lord, in your presence, and we lift up your name, dear Father. God, we thank you for Christmas, dear God. We thank you for this time and this season that where we celebrate your son, Jesus Christ, the birth of the holy child, Lord, that would save us, dear God, that would lead us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Dear Father, we thank you, God, that for your mercy and for your grace on Adam's fallen race, dear God, we pray that those out there that do not know true deliverance, dear Father, they don't have the real experience, um, peace within, dear God, separated from sin and living a life of righteousness, dear Father. I pray, Father, that through your your um, dominion and providence, Lord, and hopefully if, if it be your will through this internet radio program, dear God, that somehow the word goes out, Father, and is, and is knit to somebody's soul tonight, dear God. I pray, God, that you would help us, um, myself and these men, dear God, help us, Lord, to to hold up the standard, Lord, to stand in the gap, dear Father, and to to be fathers and friends and fellow believers, dear God, and help us to be good husbands and raise our children up, train them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, dear Father. Give us wisdom where we lack, Lord, strength and weakness, dear God. And we just praise you, dear Father. And may we show some soul the way or make someone's burden a little lighter than it was yesterday. And dear Father, we give you all the praise. Help us not to keep any for ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.